Welcome back to The Basement, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out, man. It's 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 all good down here. It's always... We have a great time. You're going to hear us have a great time in a second. But it's so much better with you guys hanging out here, uh, listening to us, hopefully uh, entertaining you, hopefully educating a little bit, I think, once in a while. This one, uh, most definitely. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about uh, A Seat at the Table, the uh, new Solange album. Now, she is indeed Beyonce Knowles' uh, younger sibling, and uh, her previous career, or career previous to this, uh, a little more poppy. She's definitely been on the weird end of things. You're not straight pop, but uh, definitely a little more poppy. This is uh, this new album is is a strong statement about the state of Black America, about uh, blacks in America. Uh, it is it is soulful. It is gorgeous. It is uplifting. It is sad. It is it is just a range of emotions and experiences that are uh, very specifically black. But I think it's something that we can all learn from. So. Um, when we came to talk about it, I said, who are we going to get to do this? Marcus Dowling, obviously, because he is the biggest Solange fan on the planet. He will tell you about that soon. Um, but then we uh, reached out to one Sarah Godfrey, who who we've been trying to... We've been talking about getting on here for a long, long time. Uh, she is a, a writer, sort of a mentor to people like Mr. Dowling, people like uh, Marcus Moore, people like Brianna Younger. Uh, she is the godmother, I think, of... of music journalism here as they as they've put it uh in washington dc and uh and it was a joy and a pleasure to finally get her over here and uh you will see that she she forces me me and mr marcus here to sort of up our game uh by elevating the conversation um so that's what we're going to be doing this week we're also going to be playing a little track by clipping at the end of this so if, if you if you hang tight once we get off the salon so i think you're going to hear a really groovy track by uh, a really groovy artist that I'll tell you more about. Um, so if you guys are ready, uh, I think we're just going to get to it. Here you go. This is episode number 226 of Chunky Glasses, the podcast, where we're reviewing the new album by Solange, A Seat at the Table. Okay. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review of just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up in the next That right there is a lot of the I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Edible cutlery, edible, edible <laughs> plates, tablecloths. We can go. We can go with tables. Uh, I, you know, I talked about the printed albums, so edible albums. You like that fucking ab album so much, you ate it. No, no, no. You put some sriracha on it. You really want to eat? You really want to eat the Body Bear album? Come on now. Oh, no, no, I really don't. <laughs> because thank you for se- no. I can't. I can't make that joke. Because God. <laughs> Like, we don't often eat shit, so wow. Just wow. sorry, <laughs> sorry, Bonnie Bear. It's funny because this is going up uh, Monday. Bonnie Bear will have gone up Thursday, so we are hours away from us losing our entire audience. So thank you guys for being here at the end, uh, Mr. Dowling. 
Hello, sir. Uh, you are back again. Uh, yes. Welcome to the basement. Thank you for hanging out. Of course. And a, a new voice that I think you've been wanting to have down here for a while. Uh, oh, of Sarah course. Godfrey. Yeah. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm awesome. This is, uh, I think, I know Marcus has given me a little background on you, but like, why don't you give like the listeners here a little where you're coming from the the give the long version the long version yeah. oh wow yeah yeah because yeah. you're the you're the fairy godmother of all wonderful things DC music journalism that is the nicest thing anyone has ever said about me but it's the truth <laughs> I was at Washington City Paper as a staff writer and music writer for six years mm-hmm. and was the arts editor at City Paper for about a year and did arts journalism at TBD. Mm-hmm. Um, which was part of Channel 7 for a while, and then for about 10 years was a super music freelancer at the Washington Post. Nas. Um, doing all kinds of stuff. Talk about Nas. Nas? Yeah. N-A-S or N-O-Z? N-A-N-A-S. <laughs> are, are you responsible for Nas? I don't think so. You sure? Didn't he, like, didn't he like give love to your review like of his record? And that's entirely possible. Did did he do that and I missed it? Yeah, I think he did. Oh, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah like... like <laughs> Actually mentioned like your reviews specifically. It. Oh yes, yeah, that did happen. Yes, that did happen. Thank you for reminding me. I'm so, I'm getting old. I don't so, remember so, all these so things. So listeners who are waiting for us, if they if if Marcus Moore and Marcus Dowling weren't enough to legitimize this shit, <laughs> <laughs> come on. We've had Bob down here. Pales comparison. <laughs> To Sarah, so thank you for coming oh, down. Thank you. And for the reason me. we are down here is to talk about an album that may or may not be one of the biggest albums of the year. We we're, we're going to get through that uh, together here with you guys. Talking about one, uh, Solange Knowles, yeah, mm-hmm. by Solange. Uh, her her latest album dropped, and it was it was a surprise announcement. I think to everybody. I think everybody got the press release about the same time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's called "The Seat at the Table." Uh, it's her third album, and it was last Tuesday that they said, hey, this is coming. And then everybody who got an email said, so let us hear it. And it was like, no advances. None. And we're like, okay. That's messed up. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then uh, late Thursday night, it, it did. It appeared on Apple Music. It, mm-hmm. it appeared on Spotify. All the usual channels. It's going to be out on vinyl and CD, I think, soon enough. I just want to give a shout out to the person that was bogarting the link. That person knows who they are. Uh-oh. And if it wasn't for me, like, actually in real life, like, calling that person out and putting them down on the floor, I would have had the chance to listen to this record. And I um, just want to call that person out. How you doing, person? <laughs> All <laughs> right. <call> out. <laughs> I don't know what any of that's about, but, but we'll let it fly. Um, you know, like I so said, this is her third album. It is uh, about 21 tracks uh, with a bunch of collaborators. You got uh, Destiny's Child, Kelly Rowland. Uh, you got Little Wayne, uh, Kalela. You've got uh, Devin Walsh and Matt Otto producing it. Um, it is unlike, I think, and you guys can agree or disagree, her other albums, in that she has mainly been known for pop. And, and the personality that she's sort of taken is not her sister's. I mean, she's Beyonce's sister. So mm-hmm. let's, let's. And she has appealed to, as, as you like to uh, say, uh, Mr. Dowling a lot, the, the weird black kids. Yeah, uh, that, mm-hmm. that, that, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely, and that that's been saying. But if you go back and listen uh, to her last album, which was, oh man, I didn't write it down. <laughs> was it true? True. Was it true? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, yeah. it's very pop. Like it's it's very like straight middle line pop, and and a great audience. This it would get a great audience. This um, is following in the tradition of stuff. You know, we were just talking about stuff. Talking about Kendrick. 
but you know, following the tradition of, of all these things that have been set up, starting with I think the pimp a butterfly, really as far as absolutely as far as general public is concerned, uh, up to most recently even like Robert Glasper's uh, art science, course, which we talked about with more. And talking about uh, a very important thing in 2016, which is the very explicitly the black experience in in 2016, Um, which means this is a message album, which means absolutely uh, this is a message album made by somebody who you wouldn't expect to, Mm -hmm. uh, unless like you were looking at her sister who made one earlier this year, right? (laughs) Um, I. I'm not sure quite where where we want to jump off on this. Uh, I, I I will uh, I, I'll put it to put put it to you, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of people say uh, this album is great, and they threw just a bucket of black on it. That's what Ab said. as his quote? Mm-hmm. I think it was off mic. Um, what about this album uh, starting out makes it such a black album? I I just I I feel like she's just tapped into everything that I'm feeling right now as a black woman. It's just so unapologetically black, and I I like that you said it's a message album because yeah. it is. And I feel like sort of before the Kendrick wave, I spent a lot of time talking with people who like music about how message music was just shitty. Like everything that I felt. Yeah. You know, was like a little bit woke and a little bit mm. sort of like conscious was just sounding like crap. And I think what really grabbed me about this and, you know, the other albums you mentioned is that it's actually really fucking good. Yeah. Um. I, I just I think she did an incredible job with this. So, I mean, the thing that really struck me about it was that she took four years to make this mm-hmm. and she like ran out of money once making it, which is, is crazy. And like just just that Solange, who people believe like you know just like pulls her pulls from her sister's wallets and right the money yeah. just flows into the record. But you learn like she had an interview for the Fader that everybody should uh, read. Kind of great. Um, she talks about like well you know like she's her own person. Like for so long everybody's like oh Solange is Beyonce's sister. I mean even though she wrote yeah. she wrote fuck the industry and said i'm not picture perfect beyonce <laughs> like eight years ago nobody nobody listened to that apparently like that was said it was explicitly mm-hmm. said so like people like myself i'm an out myself i'm like i'm probably like the biggest solange fan in the world that people don't yes. know as an actual solange mm-hmm. fan but i am so um aside from the solange shirt hat and shoes that you're wearing right now <laughs> damn but damn, I thought you otherwise, didn't see it. otherwise sir there's no fucking way i, I wouldn't know all right all right so uh so she's you know she's 30 she's she's also 30 years old so she's like a grown-ass woman yeah. so like i mean in the same way that like rihanna is now a grown-ass grown woman. Mm-hmm. woman she's like i'm gonna make my and sarah if, if i'm if i'm like losing it here let me know um she made like her i'm a grown-ass woman record like I'm a parent, I've been through a divorce. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about you or you or you or you or you. I'm just gonna make this record. Um, the thing that stuck out to me the most, like to me as a black statement, is that she had actual artists that black people care about more than most white people sure. as the most yes. significant sure. voices on the record. Master P, who, <laughs> like everybody thought Master P had like fallen off the planet Earth and he was like gone like like that you know his yeah. son romeo like having all sorts of life problems that like ruined his life and he was just done and he was you know kind of like m- mulling about somewhere in la is like 
the most significant voice on the record outside of her parents. I want an entire album that's just like Master P just dropping like jewel over like like soothing instrumentals. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just say, I'll just say, there's there's two. There, there, it's a beautiful year in rap music where the two most significant voices in rap are DJ Khaled and Master P. For sure, yeah. that's a beautiful thing because they're like good souls. And um, Lil Wayne is on Mad mm-hmm. talking about like his his record situation. Um, his, his, his lean addiction, uh, the time he committed suicide. So like, and that, that's crazy. Like, and this is, these are like iconic black voices right. more so than they are mm-hmm. like, and these are both musical stars, but in the black community, these are like, what's it? Okay. They are established icons in their field. Like Master P was like the first black mogul that came from a place where rap music hadn't really come from and succeeded so he's from right. new orleans which right. is like right what you know and then mm-hmm. or just you know, the south in general right and then like mm-hmm. lil wayne is like 13 and a star like he was the first of his generation and that was really important to me like because you get these like fresh black voices and i think that and and they're doing like old black music, which is cool because there's all sorts of like gospel intonations mm-hmm. and Stevie Wonder intonations. And I told Kevin this, I want to see if you think about it too. Um, Aaliyah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. there's like Aaliyah stuff for this record, which again, mm-hmm. and uh, remember that like Solange is the artist who like brought up Brandy's B sides mm-hmm. a couple years ago as like a thing that everybody had to listen to. And I immediately listened to Brandy's B-Sides, and I was like, you're right. You're right again. Of course. So it's cool. It's just cool. There's like, it's like, it's funny because it's like, it's all stuff that like white people know because music is universal, but it's stuff that like black people, like, and God, I'll say it, and it'll it'll sound ridiculous when I say it, it'll sound terrible, but it's the truth. Like, you're not actually a black person if you don't know these songs, if you don't know these people. Like, there's something that's missing and like the, the the wholeness of your black experience of like Master I, P I, and Lil Wayne are saying. not a part I mean, of the thing. You know, there, there's there's whether you're black, white, or whatever. Like you can you can not be tapped into your culture. Yeah, absolutely for sure. And and yeah, and, and I see that. I mean, you know, a lot of this album uh, she said in the interview was taken from reading uh, a book that I'm actually reading now, uh, Citizen American Lyric by uh, Claudia Rankine. Yeah. Um, which I'm about halfway through it, and one thing I notice is a lot of what happens in this album is it is uh, it uses these by placing these people throughout this whole like sprawling like twenty track thing. That book is structured; it's labeled as poetry. It's more I don't know if you guys have read like Kathy Acker. It's yeah. more avant garde back mm-hmm. in the and uh, and it's more these little vignettes. Talking about place. I don't have I, have I read this book yet. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, you have. Like, yeah. So it's it's more these experiences in place, and um, and it's talking a lot about the black experience. Like right. by mm-hmm. you get to it, and I'm assuming by the end that'll be very clear. Uh, and it's interesting to see her really like just double down on that structure because when I'm listening to this album, um. You know, I hear all these things with Stevie. I hear all these things and stuff, and it still is very uh, pop. And I'm not sure in a great way to me. Uh, 
you know, and this is this is an unfair comp, but her sister made lemonade, which is uh, and look, she is she is bay, she's the queen of of pop, and she you know, she had bullshit shit like uh, Jack White on a track. Mm-hmm. I never want to hear Jack White on anything, <laughs> <laughs> but there's something that Jack White does. <clears throat> That will appeal to even the the dumbest of listener, like and you and you can get it. And Beyonce is smarter enough to do that. Um, and and so, in, in looking at it like like that, it still actually feels a little bit to me like Beyonce's little sister, and not jumping as far out of the comfort zone musically as maybe the subject matter would imply. I feel like some of that was strategic. I feel okay. like the pop sound was strategic. I feel like having like Master P and Lil Wayne was strategic. Part of the thing I worry about with something like this, like something that's so, you know, tailored to weird black kids. Yes. And um, I'm a proud weird black kid. I get it. Or former. Um, Oh, you still are. It's all good. (laughs) uh, Not so much a kid. But um, like, who's going to hear this? You know, like who I, I feel like making the sound more accessible and sprinkling these people in it who folks know, like, it's going to get to folks who need to hear it. Like, not just weird black kids. Like, all black kids well, are going to hear this. Well, that's sort of the, where I was going with that, yeah. it, it, is that, you know, Solange had an appeal. Again, like, I listened mm-hmm. to True this, this afternoon, and that, yeah. the appeal is is wide. I mean, she played, what was it, Sweet Green, or was it something else? Sweet Green. And it's Sweet Life, yeah. Sweet Life, Sweet mm-hmm. Life, yeah. And, and the appeal is because she made damn fine pop music. And this is still like using that tool to get there, but uh, there is a point midway through the album where it just almost feels like a not a slog because it is what you're hearing. For for me, it's it's sort of a dichotomy between what I'm hearing and what she's talking about. And I know how important this is, and it is like this is this is I, I will say it's a companion piece to Lemonade, a perfect companion mm. piece of this. And that's not diminishing it at all, mm-hmm. but it is it is an important album this year. But it's not necessarily the mind blowing album that that I was expecting, which is just my expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, when I heard, it, I was like, "Oh shit!" So she's heard Kendrick. So she she's mm-hmm. heard D'Angelo. She's heard her sister's. She was on her fucking sister's album. <laughs> she's she's heard all this. Okay. Oh, here comes the next phase. And then what we have is a serious uh, meditation on, I think, black culture in a very black way by dropping all these people on it and mm-hmm. all these references and all the things she's talking. About. I mean, one of the you know one of the tracks that uh, we might we might get to is uh, "Don't Touch My Hair." Love it. Which that's so lived it. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, still live you, it. Still live you know, it. Let's actually hear that. Let's take a break and hear that song it's because so it's fantastic. Song, so. Oh, so here's it. here's "Don't Touch My Hair" off of off of uh, "See the." What do you put in it? Where we chose to go, where we 
right, that's uh, don't touch my hair, uh, Solange. Now you were saying something about yeah. how. Okay, so there's a difference between like Beyonce and Solange. It's actually very important to this record. Um, Beyonce does a thing where she's cognizant at all times that she's Beyonce Knowles. Like she wakes up every day and she looks in the mirror and she's like, "I'm Beyonce." And it's a beautiful <laughs> moment because if you woke up every day, Sarah, if you woke up every day and you were Beyonce, would you have that same moment and just go, I am great for like five minutes? I'd have it all day, the entire <laughs> right. day. So, I'm pretty sure there's somebody hiding in their bushes that feels that too. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm Beyonce. <laughs> yes. So what she does, every time she puts out a record, that, that's part of her genius is that she balls up black culture to a big giant ball. Like pop culture references, memes, all of it, black Twitter, all of it, because you know she's like present in all of that. Like, so and then she's from the listener home. Not to interrupt, black Twitter. Yeah, Quick black definition. Twitter. Okay, so uh, it's um where African American Twitter users engage in conversations that are steeped in at the very second notions of things that are happening, almost explicitly in black culture and matter almost explicitly to black people. Okay, so she takes this this ball of culture and launches it as far out as she can because she's a global worldwide artist and she launches it all the way around the world mm -hmm. like a like a big old like 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 god let me think like like a um god some kind of like giant hook like she's like fishing so she throws out this big giant hook mm -hmm. loops all the way around the world it hits somewhere and most artists are just okay with it hitting because the idea that they loop the thing around the world is like astounding. Like, oh my God, my sound has pulled at all these people. Beyonce's different because she just goes, pull! And you get like yep. hot sauce in my bag swag, like bam, right there. Yeah. Like you get boy bye, bang, right there. Mm -hmm. Like they're just like direct. The difference with Solange is that I feel like Solange, because when your sister is the most important pop artist that ever lived, like, you have a lot of, like, space mm -hmm. to do yeah. whatever you want. And one thing about this record that makes it great is that it's spacious. There is so much is. space, and you could live in this record. Like, you and... I'll, I'll, I'll say this. You might agree with me, Sarah. You might agree with me, Kevin. You and all of your friends can live in this record together. Beyonce's records are like... Beyonce's records, like, grab you and just you. Mm -hmm. And yeah. nobody else is allowed in that little space. Well, but you. It's, it's interesting because I, I think we've all been uh, here. I hope we all have here in this basement been watching Luke Cage. Yes. And, and uh, you know, hour and, black exploitation as, as great as that soundtrack is, this if, if you just drop this album as the soundtrack to that, it works. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, which is, again, why, you know, I, I keep like trying to figure out for me musically how this fits in this stuff because soundtrack work is different. Soundtrack mm -hmm. works very different. Soundtrack yeah. work has to evoke a thing. And if you want to consider some of this even like spoken word, you know, just like getting these important thoughts out. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, it's it, it, it's a weird thing where I've, and I've talked with you about this, uh, Dowling, before, where in, in rock and roll you had, <clears throat> you had people were pop. They're like, and then all of a sudden, I don't, I don't know who, I don't think anybody knows who, some motherfucker, and it wasn't Dylan, <laughs> was just like, I'm going to say something important. And in the past two years, I think, we've seen this thing, and, and this is a little gross, but we'll, we'll go there. We've seen this thing with 
uh, hip hop and soul mm-hmm. and a lot of black music because I mean there is a lot of black music especially from the sixties and seventies that was meaningful. But then we had the eighties, right? You know, and as much as I love DeBarge, like come on, <laughs> yo. I almost went to see him. He's playing tonight. Yo, Don't laugh. Old Barge. I love DeBarge. Yeah. I love DeBarge. Yeah. Old DeBarge could have been Michael Jackson. So let's Absolutely. just be real. He wanted to be Michael Jackson. So, Absolutely. So what we see, I think, and you put 20, and I'm going to put 30 years on this later, is that these artists that have grown up being told things, mm-hmm. like, you know, Beyonce being told, like, well, you are a black woman, and therefore you're only going to succeed in pop. So she makes a statement. And this, and we're seeing more and more artists, and this is just another step in that Solange Knowles scene that, yeah, whoa, we can actually do something. But I feel like we're still in that awkward phase mm. where the something isn't, isn't necessarily great, if you follow me. It's interesting. That you, I, I like that you say it starts to drag a little bit sort of in the middle of the album. I think it's interesting because I've yet to listen to it like start to finish. For me, yeah, it's okay. very much digested according to like my mood. Like, oh, somebody has to touch my hair. Let me put it on my hair. <laughs> I'm having like a hard day. Somebody, well, you know, white person was mean to me. I'm going to play FUBU. Like, I'm very right. much like which, which is digesting the most it in that statement. way. That, that's for sure. If you don't get that this is a black album, just listen to Fubu. That's the track. Absolutely. They, they literally say it. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so, but, but, so that's interesting because, like, so I, I do listen to albums all the way, and I also understand that side of things where you have to, some things are just better picked apart. Yeah. That's actually yeah. what pop music is. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, which, your description of it, I actually love because it, it sort of makes this almost like a manual that you can turn to, which makes it, like, Brilliant. I mean, and, for sure. And I actually, say it's a brilliant album. Yeah. But when you put it all together in an album, like I just, it, it's it. There's a there's a sonic just consistency that eventually you're like, I get it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, it, and, and I'm saying this because it's a little frustrating. We've only spent like a week with it, I think. Yeah. Because I love the record. I I love the record. That's but, great. Absolutely. But. I love a lot of records more. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I love a lot of records that are trying to do this exact same thing a lot more. And and again, this gets back to just my expectations. What I when I see these records come out, it's an unfair expectation, but I want that statement to be so powerful you can't ignore it. And mm-hmm. I worry that you can ignore it. You know, you were saying like, you know, the audience is the pop audience is still gonna be there. And I and I worry that like at some point in doing all this, like, okay, we're going to make the blackest thing ever. We're going to make these statements. These are important. These are so very important in 2016, but we still got to appeal to our audience. Mm. Yeah. Two things. Um, we make that rock. We, we talked about this on, yeah. uh, we talked about this earlier today. So, um, by the way, the, the most lit conversations in the world are the ones that Kevin and I are having over um, <laughs> G-chat? G-Chat these days. It's you lit. haven't seen me and Paul. You get nothing on that, man. Man. No man. Okay. So anyway. So, um, about your statement about uh, rock and roll and rap music, um, uh, I've been listening to De La Soul's Three Feet High and Rising yeah. almost every single day for like the last month. And why but, did you go back to that? I just, well, it was, what was it again? It's Florida George Line. That's right, yeah. That's right, <laughs> yes, because it was the thing that like, yeah, it got, it got rid of the yeah. Florida, after the Florida Georgia Line record, it was like the first thing that I could listen to that was like, actually like, great. And, um, like, in a, in a way that, like, you know, conscious, aware music is great. Mm-hmm. So, um, Three Red High Rising came out at, like, the height of, like, this, like, 
Afrocentric wave in hip hop culture. And remember that the album that followed Three Feet High Rising is De La Soul is Dead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because De La Soul, as great as they, they were, as great as Three Feet High Rising is, it's perfect. It's a perfect record. You can listen to it. I advise everybody to listen to this record. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, when commercialism comes in, when you know, big industry commerce comes in and says, well, make that same thing again, and we're going to give you 10 million reasons to do it, then you lose the consciousness of it. There's no money to be made in music right now. Mm-hmm. So there's really no reason to not be conscious because... If and, and you've you're talked not, about this a lot, and, that, yeah, yeah. The, and, and that's actually the point that I'm bouncing off of. Because, yeah. because if there's if there's no reason to just like blow it the fuck out, like you blow it the fuck out, and she mm-hmm. took four years, but I don't think she blew it the fuck out. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say so, not ah, not musically. Ah, ah, I'll say this. I'll I'll say this in uh, in response to that. Um, Solange never. Solange will always frustrate you. As a Solange, like, Stan, I'll say this. Solange will always frustrate you because she's, she believes she's better than the music industry. She's believed this. See, her entire career right. is a statement against the industry that she actively partakes in. Mm-hmm. So every single great Solange record that's come out all the way back to Soul Angel and the Hadley Street Dreams. Great. You go back great to this album. record where they're expecting her to literally make Rihanna's album. Yeah, they're expecting her to make Ponder Replay and to make all these digestible three-and-a-half-minute pop singles. And on Soul Angel, Soul Angel and the Hadley Street Dreams, she makes Motown-flavored pop from 1967 and yeah. says, Here! Yeah. What? And then, fuck the industry on top of it. What? Then you, you get even the, the True, which is a pop record only in the sense that she only because she's been raised in this like pop household and this pop family and this yeah. pop understanding yeah. she knows how to make a pop record but she's never going to make like the pop record that's on the billboard charts because well that that's not her her want she's gonna make a pop record by this other standard that like exists over here so like by the time you get to like 2016 where we are right now she's heard the kendrick record 100 million times she she was she her that record came out while she was recording this record. Yeah. Like, you know, and she's also friends with like Questlove, who heard all those records, and is like probably blowing up her text, you know, her text, like, yo, did you hear that record? Yo, we, we gotta get we gotta get busy because that shit was crazy. Right. Like, and then she works with Blood Orange too. Understand that like the reason why we all care about Dev Hines yeah. is because yeah. Solange said, Solange literally tweeted. At Dev Hines is the future, or something mm-hmm. like that, a couple years ago. And the entire universe, like Pitchfork, and thank you for your checks, Pitchfork. But um, <laughs> I'm going to out y'all. But um, it's like Solange Welcome tweeted this. to a new this. ad platform, Marcus. Yeah, so Solange <laughs> tweeted this, and it, it was news on Pitchfork. Yeah. Like yeah. the next day, like Solange tweeted that Dev Hines is awesome. So it's, it's speaking of Dev Hines. You know, so, so so we were talking about this. Gotta mention Dev. We were talking about this with Moore, who could not be here. Uh, Marcus Moore, senior editor at Bandcamp. Man, uh, and <laughs> you know his take on it uh, when we were texting back and forth was like it's a polished up blood orange. That was that was the the initial statement That's he made a good about take. it. Yeah. And 
And it's right. You expect anything less? But, <laughs> but, but, but I, of course not. I'm going to keep going back to this. Like, I'm not sure if he meant that as a compliment or if he meant that as like, it is what it is. Because like this is the type of album that I feel like the message is way more complex and way more important than the music that's being put down. And I, under- I feel like that's so intentional, though. Is it? In- so, I so, think so, in a so, world so Walt- where you are bombarded with like message, message, and all these horrible yeah, things yeah. that are going on, and you feel like you have to check out of it because you just can't take it. She's made an album that has that same message, but is fucking soothing like you can keep that shit on play and just like let so that's those it. messages I, 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 just I, I, sort of you know i was gonna say walk me through it because yeah because i you know i don't if it's meant to be and maybe it's not maybe i'm maybe, no, giving uh, it too much you make a, I, know, you make, I, I think you have a good history no. of analysis of music so i think you're okay sarah makes, it's funny i think that the, the thing that stood out to me the most about the record when listening to it the first time and it made me like glad to my heart was that she intentionally grabbed every single soul like influence that Kendrick did not touch. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. of the other stuff in the world. And also she did it from a feminist perspective. Yes. Mm-hmm. She because there's a million like misogynistic like takes onto Pippa Butterfly that are all relevant. <laughs> They're all relevant. You, you listen a to the first man. track of Untitled Unmastered? A black, <laughs> a black yeah. man from Compton, California made to pimp a butterfly. Let us not forget that until yeah. the day we die. And she was like, okay, well, number one, I'm going to be a woman. And then I'm going to be a black woman. And then I'm going to be a black musician in that order. And a black. 30 plus woman like right. i right. am a rare like 40 year old black woman who loves you know to pimp a butterfly right. like when you're in your Is 40s 50 i don't know if it's rare but i feel like people a little bit older than me are not necessarily kendrick fans like okay. my right. friends who are 50 aren't listening to kendrick yeah um i feel like my friends who are 50 would listen to this album. Let, let's explore that in a second. I want to play a track because I do think, uh, as much as I've been, it seems like I'm down on this. I'm not. Uh, but uh, <laughs> one track I think is is absolutely phenomenal here is uh, Cranes in the Sky. So uh, let's it's see. This the is the best song of this year. It is yeah. Cranes in the Sky from Assalange. I tried to drink it away. I tried to put one in the I tried to dance it away I tried to change it with my hair I wear my credit card below Thought a new dress would make it better I tried to work it away But that just made me even sadder Keep myself busy. I ran around in circles, think I make myself dizzy. I slept it away, I sexed it away, I read it away. Away, 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 
Cranes in the sky, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with you here, Mr. Dowling. That is one of the best songs of the year. That is, <laughs> For that sure. is fucking. That is just fucking fantastic. That is, uh, if you had never heard Solange, like you're gonna hear that, and like I'm a fan of you now. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, yeah, let it's, see, it's the best see. song she's ever made. Uh, but that comes in at song number four. Yeah. No. Because it comes to song number four and you got like what seventeen after that. Um which I want to get to, but I wanna I wanna get back mm-hmm. to your point real mm-hmm. quick about Kendrick Lamar and I think I think I can make this stick as far as it applies to this. So you you're you're contending that Older people don't necessarily uh, enjoy the stylings of of Mr. Lamar. I just think he's not on their radar. Okay. I think if someone is older than 45, I personally, this is just my anecdotal experience. I don't know a lot of people in their 40s and 50s who are listening to new rap music other than the people I know who are music writers. Right. I just think that album did not touch that demographic, maybe through their kids. I feel like this album could. So you think this this is going to be more? Absolutely. I, I feel and, like I already have friends who are like you know, fifty old women talking about it. Is it the the stronger pop sensibility of this, or the less abrasive tack? You know, because there's there's no like this dick ain't free. <laughs> like, <laughs> there, there's none of that. I think here. it's the soul sound. I feel like if you fuck with Jill Scott, if Jill Scott is your yeah, shit, yeah. if you love Erica Badu. You can appreciate this album. Name them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I, I posted on uh, social media today that um, like black music has been as beautiful in 15 years. Um, the last time that I really passionately cared about black music was like 2000, 2001. So like Jill Scott, Les Nubians, mm, yeah. um, Eric Badu, mm-hmm. um, Lauren wasn't completely... Not paying her taxes or whatever, she was still with us on <laughs> Planet Earth. Things, but, right. She was still with us on Planet Earth. You could still yeah, listen. Yeah. You could still listen to the Miseducation of Lauren Hill, and it was still like relevant to you know music at that time. Uh, there were so many great soulful artists in that era, and it was they were only soulful because pop music across the board in yeah. that era was so soul-driven. The, the, the great genius of Sean Combs is that he made rap R&B. He literally had hard raps over, like, the most, like, milk toast music ever. Like, Let's Dance by David Bowie. Right. Like, milk toast <laughs> music. He took hard rap. He took, like, Biggie. He took, like, Murder Mace. Not yeah. M.A. Dollar Sign E, The Smiling Got the Dimple. But he was murder mace and Did he turned made him me pretty. Right. And turned him into 
palatable R&B. The thing with Kendrick is that Kendrick comes along in an era where like black music isn't palatable R&B. It's yeah. That's all it is. I mean, really, you know, like the great genius of future is that he made that into you know turn the lights, which still to me is. Beautiful. There's a genius in future. Oh, but there is first okay. album. But okay. Everything else okay. past that, not so much. But uh, turn the lights is. <laughs> I know you do. You listen to future people. Like, Kelly Rose listens to a lot of you, future. I mean, you were, ta- you were talking about how hyper uh, G chats were. Like he, you were, you were on that day when I was like, I'm gonna do the whole entire future catalog, and I really regret it. Yeah. Like it was like, a tough day. It was like, a tough day. Like, like so, so Kendrick comes in this era where like. Soul music like just doesn't exist like right. mm-hmm. at all, and that's the great genius of two thousand sixteen. Is that like I mean Puffy's a genius for like taking like white crossover pop songs and combining them with hard rap and creating like this kind of like inorganic like robotic soul music that crossed over right, but. The great genius of what's happening right now is that people are literally just making soul records. Like that's yeah. all that's happening. Like there's mm-hmm. no like Ab, Aaron Abernathy. Absolutely. Bless him. Like he just decided I'm going to make an R and B record that should have come out in nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. I'm just gonna do that. Like straight up. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. there's no like attempt at like by the way, you're sitting in the ab seat. I know I am. That's <laughs> intentionally. Even. It used to be the bob seat. It's not. Nice. It's the ab seat now. Seat. Bless him. Nice. But um. But yeah. So it's like, and and that's the beautiful part about right now. And it speaks to your point. Like, people aren't going to like listen to the Kendrick stuff because all right is a trap record. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that. At the end of the day, it, yeah. There's there's really not. I mean, if you could, if you like consider. Like I mean, there is a there is an argument to say that trap is you know like descended from stack soul records and so on and so forth and drum breaks and all that and I had a great conversation with someone recently about that. It makes a lot of sense, but this is just a soul record by like the standard of soul that like if you talk to like anybody walking down the street of mainstream America and said what is R and B, and you played Aaron Appleton this record and you played it next to a Sam Cooke record and you played it next to Crazy in the Sky. These are all mm. great records. Yeah. In that in that soulful sense. And um I was saying this to Sarah off mic, but um the Stevie Wonder influence on this record cannot be undersold. I mean she heard him. Like, yeah, one of the <laughs> yeah. one of the keys to the crazy the sky being great is that like Ribbon in the Sky exists as a song and it has these beautiful, right. elongated, mm-hmm. melodic sections that just seem like they go on forever. And Stevie does like 37 things. In the midst of like what feels like a million bars, yeah, but it's not. But yeah, so I mean, that's just. Well, yeah. I mean, and that's why, uh, and I'll I'll sort of circle back to uh, as we start to wind this down. I think uh, yeah. unless you guys want to talk about it for two hours, okay, <laughs> we can play the whole goddamn album. We are we are authorized, and, uh, and uh, uh, the record I think was set by you, me, and Casey. That's an hour and forty-two minutes. We did that. I think we did so, that. Yeah. We did all of that. Talking. Um, you know, sort of circle back to my expectations and 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 
mix that into what you're talking about and have talked about a lot this year, because you've been over here a lot this year, Marcus, uh, about the uh, if the record industry is dead, you know, just do what you want. And we've talked a lot about soul music, and if you hear Solange's name, we've been conditioned to be like, this has to be huge. Yeah. This has to be the biggest thing ever. This has to be, oh my god, this is fucking... And the reality about all this, I mean, every last bit of it, is it doesn't. Because it's it's one person's art. In this case, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And they're making statements, and if you're in the pop sphere... I think those statements are strictly commerce. If you're yeah. Katy Perry, yeah. I'm sorry, you're commerce. I'm sure she has feelings, but <laughs> but, but look, none of us can tell what they are. We she just made, can't. We, you know, she made a song called "Dark Horse" with a black rapper. There, there you go. I mean, so she's got I don't know if she has feelings. I don't know. Uh, but 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 oh, Katy. But yeah, you know, we've been talking about Ab's album. We talk about these uh, any solo album coming up. And the thing about solo albums is that they all weren't Sam Cooke. They all mm. weren't Marvin Gaye. Curtis? Because Curtis was mentioned. Yeah, they, all, they, all, they all weren't Curtis. And sometimes you have just this like really direct m- medium, like staying in the lane of a solo thing. And, and, and this is why I do these things and have you guys down here, because I came all the way back around to this. <laughs> And and I think that's event. That's honestly what is happening here. Like if you're going into this, thinking you are going to get the most mind blowing experience that ever, uh, it, you're going to be disappointed. But why do you want that every time? Oh my god! Okay, so this just hit me out of the blue. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna throw a name on the table. All right, and everybody just like do with it what you will. Okay, Bill Withers. Yeah. Mm. Never made a record. It's actually what I was thinking. That you look at it's and go, great. "Yeah, this is the greatest song mm. of all time." <laughs> but if you hear Grandma's hands, you're like, it's a like damn Grandma's fine hands. record." If you if you like, if you hear any Bill Withers albums, and, right. and that's and that's what I'm talking about. We don't, as much as we're all like music journalists, and look, we dig into this shit. But I think we can all admit there's more shit that we don't know than we do for sure. Right. And so when you find that thing i don't know when you guys came to bill withers i came to him like back in my 20s but you find that thing there's still shit that i'm like he has that up i haven't listened to it yeah and and as time has moved on we don't need to because we're just like oh we'll just cherry pick in here but that guy made that album yeah everybody mm-hmm. should watch still bill his uh documentary oh, oh, that, is, so <laughs> that is that is like hands down, so, so I, good, amazing. I, I love that Bill Withers. Bill Withers is great, and the reason why we're mentioning Bill Withers in comparison to Solange is that I honestly it's a think comparison. Actually, I honestly really think is. that Solange doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> she's just like I don't no, know, but... no, in the sense where she's like, I'm really great at making music. I can go into a studio and make whatever music I want to make, and it's going to be great. But I, it's a, it's a decision on in what way will it be great. Well, I wonder if she accidentally stumbled into this tradition. Mm. Like, because she's coming out of pop. She, yeah. I mean, she clearly, like, she wants to make a statement. But really, yeah. saying fuck the music industry isn't that important a statement. Right. Like, whatever. Oh, like, but it, but it is when, you're, when, you're, when you are Beyonce's sister. Sister. Yeah. sister. It is. Yeah. But in a larger sense. 
This album is an important I'm statement. Gonna, I, Absolutely. You you might be a little off with it. when when she said fuck the industry in 2008. She was like, okay, so I went to South by Southwest in 2009. The the only show that everybody wanted to see at South by Southwest that mm-hmm. year was Solange. Solange. But would, why did they want to see it? Because, because she, she was, was Beyonce's sister. Yes, because she was it. She was she was Beyonce's sister minimally, but she was also it. Like that's that Soul Angel record was coming and there's, it was there's it. No, there's no minimally. She was Beyonce's <laughs> sister. Okay, well that's true. That, 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 like you know, that, that is that is the thing I worry about that she can't escape. But she's always she is Beyonce's sister. I but, worry that she's like she's the anti Beyonce in too many ways. I think well, a lot of people is, have right. embraced her as like okay, Beyonce doesn't really speak to me. I don't know who these people are. But, Beyonce doesn't well, speak Beyonce, to me, and she's but you if, know, I the to anti. if I listen to True and I listen to Beyonce, like I'm like yeah, that's what her sister does, just not as well. But it's but it's. Sorry, this is the first. <laughs> this is the first record where it's like that Bill Withers thing is really obvious. Where she's just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go in, and I have a, a child, and I've been divorced, and I've lived some life, and I want to make a black record, and I want to make a black record, and you can really say whatever you want, but I'm gonna make a black record no matter what you say." Yeah, and I, just like Bill would make Bill Withers made music because he felt it. And we watch that documentary. That's the one thing that like carries through. For it's sure. Like I felt that this record needed to be made, so I made it. I think too, and I feel like I'm being really like earnest about this record, but it really sort of grabbed me. Just the gravity of hearing one of the most privileged black women in the world mm-hmm. like put down all of these lyrics that speak to so many different people's experiences, and the fact that she's feeling this too i just feel was so powerful but and I, that's sort of a parallel now, with the are, are we, are we able a little bit. to not be cynical about that because that is a good point mm-hmm. one of the most privileged black women sure. in the world but i i but, I, but I, I don't i'm not cynical about it i don't think i am either like i fully believe that she is going through all of this and feeling right you know all of this son. along with the rest of black america oh, on FUBU when she's talking about her son like, and I'm like, this is like one of the richest, most privileged little boys in the world and she's still but she making raises, a song for him. She Who raises him like a young black man. She does. And yeah. not there's like, no other choice. Not like you're a child of privilege, you are Prince Harry. But that's the thing, she can't. She can't raise him like right. Prince Harry and just that sort of hit me listening to that song and yeah, just how Fubu, fucked Fubu's up it is. FUBU's great that way because she's just like, you guys want to hear FUBU? We can do it. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Fuck it. <laughs>
This shit is for us. It's for us. Yeah, that's like... Second line, New Orleans band, by the way. Yeah. Mm. Like, that's the that's the one. Okay. Uh, she speaking really of, rides for New speaking Orleans of, on this. Speak, well, she, she recorded in New Orleans, yeah. mostly. Mm-hmm. And, um, Which makes sense, because I mean, they're from Houston. Yeah. Right. And so the Houston-New Orleans connection is like, Houston is not that far from New no, Orleans. No, no, no. So if you want to have a party, because fuck Houston. <laughs> no, here's what's crazy. <laughs> All of the people that got displaced after Katrina, where did they go? They went to Houston. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah. So, speaking of black artists that black people care about more than white people do, The Dream mm. is on that record. So, shout out to The Dream. So co- I just think shout of him. Terrius. Oh, yes. Terrius. <laughs> Terrius Nash. <laughs> Terrius, even if you're from D.C. Just quietly winning. Quietly winning see, for decades. I, I love it. I love it. Like, and that's what's that's what's beautiful about this record. Like, I mean, if we want to try to wind this down. Yeah. Like the beautiful thing about this record, God, if you're a black person in the world, and like to Pimp a Butterfly missed you because it's like too smart for you. That's the one. The one thing I will say about mm. To Pimp a Butterfly is that Kendrick was like on a different level of intellect. With like, I'm gonna choose this sample instead of that sample. I'm gonna choose that sample instead of this sample. If you missed it, sonically too. If you if that missed you, if Ab's record is too underground for you, mm-hmm. if Odyssey's record is too Ab's record too underground for you, we ain't got much more yeah, to say. You can hit stop now. There's an unsubscribe <laughs> button up top, and you just go for it, man. If Odyssey's record is too too far to the left for you, right? Like what what Solange does here is that she literally like. Hand selected the the most like middle of the road blackness that exists in America and put it all on one record. Everybody from Quest Love to mm-hmm. Masterpiece to The Dream to people that I last cared about actively in life in 2010 are all on this record. Okay. All of them. Every single blessed one of them. And God bless this record for that for that. Amen. So, so Marcus, what are you going to do with this record? I already bought it. <laughs> Did you? I bought it. For real. Like, no, no, Kevin. I bought a record. That's bullshit. No, I did. Are you serious? I swear to, so, I swear so, to fucking so, God so, I bought this record. So, it's this, Florida Georgia Line, and what's the other one that you Rihanna. bought? Rihanna. Okay. Rihanna. I bought Rihanna. It's on my phone right now. Me too. Uh, Rihanna, this. Florida Oh. And D'Angelo are the last three albums I paid for. There okay. it is. There it is. All right. In so, the last ten years, probably. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Sarah, now you get you, turn, you get to recommend to people. You can you can tell people you get the shit, you buy it, you try it out, you stream it, or you just say nah. 
Buy it. Buy I it? bought it. You're going to buy it? Absolutely. Buy it so poor state records. Why, is it not a, why, why did, was it not a title exclusive, by the way? Can we just... Why? I mean, well, title doesn't exist anymore. Right, but... Yeah. Jay flipped that like a brick. <laughs> Yeah, you you know what that that when we were trying to put together a new segment, that might have been the new segment. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's the title. That and bird is I, I was going to give you props for legitimizing us, but now you just nuked us, Sarah. Like, you just like well, no, not facts at all, none. We don't care. The bird is flown. He just um, you know, like that's a, a good question. Uh, that uh, before I, I see what I'm going to do with it, uh, I mean, we'll, or, we'll or, talk or about. we're down okay. an elevator. That's what I was thinking, but I, that's probably too. I yeah, don't know. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah no, more it about it. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it would make perfect sense <laughs> for this to be an exclusive on title, except for the fact that uh, we often forget. Obviously, Beyonce and Jay have ties together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, although, I mean, look, you know, if you're in a patriarchal society, like, and and let's be clear, if you're Beyonce, who gives a fuck about Jay? Yeah. <laughs> You know, so, but that is, uh, Solange is less tied to that. Mm-hmm. And if it's important for her to be not just making a statement, but making a statement of hers, mm-hmm. then it, it makes zero sense to be have it tied to the title at this and point. She wants in time. people to actually uh, hear it. So that's right. She wants people to actually hear <laughs> it. There's an important thing that, that, that might be super important, like in a year from this podcast. Um, St. Records is a website mm-hmm. that actually does content. Like really dope content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Saint Records has Solange as an artist. Um, there's a Saint Records thing that's gonna happen. I don't know what it's gonna happen because Solange just puts out a record when she's like literally done with it. Like two days later, the record comes out. Well, but in the same way that like Janelle Monae with Wonderland decided yeah. last year, I'm gonna put out all of my artists. Like Puffy put out a bunch of artists mm-hmm. at one time, and Jadena like you know blew up. But she has not put out the sequel to the uh, Arch Android. Well, she doesn't need to. Well, yes, she does. Yeah, she I really think so does. Too. It's time. It's time. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, yeah. there's a Janelle, co- I know you're listening to this, girl. There's a, a Coca Cola check in the way, man. You got to see over those zeros, man. But, but, but that's interesting that she's on her label, and that's probably why. It's yeah. be, because, and, and this actually gets into the, the whole uh, modern soul theory is that uh, if. She doesn't have to do. I mean, she doesn't. She is yeah. the most mm-hmm. one of the most privileged black females in the world right now, and can do what she wants, and is in a position with a label to do what she wants. Yeah. Why would she ever go with a title exclusive, a Spotify exclusive, an Apple exclusive, when they can shape their message exactly how they want it? That's why there were For no sure. advances, right? Mm-hmm. Saints so not gonna let that shit out. Why would you? There's no reason. Yeah. Control the message. Yeah, I mean, I want to see what she does as compared to like what Janelle did. So, I mean, I, I yeah. definitely think that there's a Saint Records thing that could feasibly happen. I think it will. Yeah, and, and the thing is that just like with Janelle, we have no idea who any of these people are who are gonna like, yeah, appear as if out of thin air. That's like, really you, didn't, you didn't expect Jadena. No, not at all. In his finely tailored suit, <laughs> in his process. <laughs> Spitting his process, Pompadour. Spitting. Um, back to the business at hand. I, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna buy the shit out of this, and, oh, I, and I think you should too. I mean, this is. Uh, I have my quibbles, and I, I voiced them. Yes, over forty minutes, and but at the end of the day, I, am I gonna want to listen to this or some other bullshit album? 
And I don't like listening to bullshit albums, so I've been listening mm -hmm. to this. Designer so, got a full length coming, man. Uh, After Panda and Timmy Turner, he's got to release 12 tracks. On, Why are you stinking it up? <laughs> <laughs> you just had to do it. Um, thank you guys for coming down. It's, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here and, and meet you, you, Sarah. That was pleasure amazing. To be here. Good uh, to finally Mar meet you. Yeah, Marcus, it is always a pleasure to have you here. And, uh, at this point. Yeah. Oh. and uh and uh we'll we'll talk to you soon. See you guys later. Cool. Solange's a seat at the table uh, right there for you. It's out now uh, everywhere you can get a record, and, and I highly recommend you do that. And I hope uh, if you hadn't heard the record or didn't know too much about it, I hope we sort of sort of enlightened you on there, shared a little knowledge about this this uh, sort of masterful uh, piece of work. Because, I, I mean, I'll tell you, I you know, we, it's been about a week, week and a half since we taped this episode, and uh, since then, um, it's, it's, it's creeping up way up towards my year end list it is it's in my rotation every day it is it's it's just an essential uh piece of music in 2016 uh in a way that not a lot of uh music ever ever is um so uh i urge you check it out and uh and then if you want to come talk about it i'd love to talk about this album some more um before we get out of here this week, I said I'm going to share a track for, with you, and that's what I'm going to do. Uh, the name of the band is is Clippings, and uh, or excuse me, Clipping, and uh, it's a band from Los Angeles on Sub Pop Records. They they sort of label themselves as noise rap, uh, but what is notable about this band and what I came to this band uh, for initially, that is, uh, was one David Diggs. Now, if you were with us at the beginning of the year. I got the chance to see Hamilton, the musical, uh, the original, like with Lin Manuel up in up on Broadway. I don't have any clue how we got tickets, but we did. It was a matinee show. It was mind blowing, and one of the things that made it so mind blowing was this gentleman, David Diggs. Now, this is a guy who who was just a hip hop artist and uh, had skills, but because this whole play, this whole like life lesson that is Hamilton is based around hip hop. Uh, who better? And he played uh, Thomas Jefferson. Is one of the characters he played, and and it it was one of the most remarkable performances I've ever seen uh, from anybody. So uh, so color me intrigued when he says he has a uh, an actual band out. So now uh, they put it on EP shortly uh, before that, uh, or shortly after that, excuse me. And and now on Sub Pop, Splendor and Misery, their full length album, their latest full length album is out. So uh, we're gonna play a track. Uh, from from Mr. Diggs and his cohorts, 
Uh, name of the album is Splinter and Misery. The name of the track is Air Em Out. So let's do it. Cause it ain't nobody dead Yeah We who are about to bang them drums Beating on a dead body riding shotgun huh? Talking that shit, bitch, bite your tongue See that ship over your city, better run, run, run Your war is like a board game Where he come from, I already bored Claiming you're a gang Boom, go to gun, boy, on some other shit Check your solar system, bitch Don't let a motherfucker catch you Sleeping at the wrong sun Wrong sun Son of haters, send him in the orbit Higher than these motherfuckers Claiming is they purpose Turn and ask your partner Why he started acting nervous Rack. Keep talking, that's lip service Rats Decided it was time to hit the surface Cats Sleeping on it, write them off like cursive. Drown a fucking hater, his experience immersive. Now that he can feel it, call the doctors and the nurses up. Oh. What you gonna do about it? Ain't nothing new about it. Should've made the noose a little tighter, cause it ain't nobody dead, just some motherfucking riders. Air him out, let him breathe. Air him out, got the fire. Air him out, wanna see? Air him out, dude. Should've made the noose a little tighter, cause it ain't nobody dead, just some motherfucking riders. Try to play a killer soft like silk Old frail gas gotta pay for the milk Lies high off these lows When they step up in the party Where they got up in AOs Like some fucking Owen Collins Always whips and chains That's a game like it wasn't both Back when I'm at Could slang with his partners Trying to make his fucking name In the traps All the way from Banchagara To the Kefahuchi track Snatch a hoochie with a smile Tap in front of back Get somebody try to stop you Tell that deck a backpack Backpack, backpack Stack racks, invisible Five deep strap Hang out a black dirigible Player shit is critical Massive, massive Mask, mass murderer Massive Barking at the moon That done been walked on Hit the kill switch Your ass still moving backwards When they choke you with that real trick What you gonna do about it? Ain't nothing new about it Should've made the noose a little tighter Cause it ain't nobody dead Just some motherfucking riders Air them out, let them breathe Air them out, got the fire Air them out, wanna see Air them out, no Should've made the noose a little tighter Cause it ain't nobody dead Just some motherfucking riders Off your smooth talk, play it this raspy. You stuck on Morse code, play it this ASCII. Your birthright make you scared to get nasty. The keyword is Kemmer. That's what your ass need. Anybody bugging, get it in the mandible. Shit, got a problem, better hit him on the ansible. Ain't nobody flying just because they fly here. You could trip sets, real players trip light years. Tight rope time, twinkle toes, and what? Is you riding the night? Everybody's hands up. Who they want? Who they want? Game over. Game over. Old leech calling anyone who ain't sober. Old leaking ass man in the corner. Talking that shit to the sky is a warning. You might want to pay attention what he's saying. Cause the acumen ain't everything and these killers ain't playing. Oh. What you gon' do about it? Ain't nothing new about it. Should've made the noose a little tighter. Cause it ain't nobody dead. Just some motherfucking riders. Air him out. Let him breathe. Air him out. Got the fire. Air him out. Wanna see? Air him out. No. Should've made the noose a little tighter. Cause it ain't nobody dead. Just some motherfucking riders. Air him out uh, from Splendor and Misery. That is the band clipping, and uh, that is completely badass. I, I love this album, and uh, I don't know if we're going to get to the whole thing. Maybe we'll do a podcast just on that, but 
uh, I wanted to make sure it got in your ears, uh, and especially uh, for what a lot of what they're talking about uh, fits into you know what a lot of what Solange is talking about. Uh, they're actually going to be up in Baltimore, I believe. I believe it's the twenty eighth. Look in the show notes, though. We'll have the tour date. Uh, playing at a uh, at a small club, and you can go and see them there. I think we are going to be there, so maybe you can go and see them. You can see us, and we can all say, "Hey, clipping, you're awesome." We can do it together. Uh, that's our podcast for this week. As usual, we thank you for tuning in and hanging out with us for this, uh, this little longer, you know, hour and 20 minutes. Uh, we're going to get them shorter in the new year, I promise. Uh, if you like what you hear, if this is your first time checking in with us, uh, please subscribe to it. Uh, you can rate us on iTunes. You can subscribe to us on Google Play, Mixcloud, Stitcher. Uh, we are now on SoundCloud. That is official. So how this works, though, is if SoundCloud is your jam, we're going to keep the most recent two up there. So, for example, this one, when it goes up right now, we've got uh, His Golden Messengers, uh, Heart Like a Levy, our review of that, and Bonnie Vare, the review of his album. So, once this goes up, it's going to be Solange and Heart Like a Levy, and so on and so on. Uh, so, it's it's limited time content, although it'll always be in iTunes and on the site, but uh, I figured I had enough people asking. But hey, why don't you get on SoundCloud? So, now we are. There you go, guys. Um, so that's it we'll be back in a few days uh, until then be good to your ears but be better to your people we'll talk to you soon <laughs> 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 Kenobi!